0: I'm gonna take you guys to M. Night Shyamalan's next movie. We'll get all jacked up on some cheap popcorn and let the credits all roll out. Mm. And if the movie ain't good, well, it's just too bad. We're gonna watch it on no matter what because mm. directors don't mind what you watch. Yeah, they're always gonna get their cut.
1: Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Trap uh, version.
0: No, don't ever. Don't insult the sister sisters in this way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> ladies and oh,
0: gentlemen, there. boys and girls, everyone outside and in between. Welcome back!
1: Whoa, Whoa. third person. A third? I did didn't even say it this time. Look at that! Neither did I. First time in history, I believe. Probably. Uh, yeah. Who are you? Hi, I'm Justin. You've been on here constantly. I've been here
2: <laughs> previously. I don't know about constantly.
0: Constantly is a is a stretch, but my name is
1: Sam Banigan. And I am Andrew Thomas.
0: And I
2: am Justin Jones. I'm a film critic and entertainment journalist.
1: Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. People who say we're not credible, we got credits. We're, or We're associated <laughs> with people who got credits. Look at that. Boom. Uh, and... Oh, Justin! There it is. I'm happy. I'm happy to say what. Oh, before we get to that, how is everyone? How is everyone doing? It's <laughs> tough times in the world, but still, we should ask. Uh, I'm good. I just got I got some new furniture that I'm going to build
0: today, and I got uh, some throw pillows and a throw blanket.
1: So I'm I'm an adult now. I think. Ooh, I'm I'm doing well. I'm just warm. Summer's coming hot, and I live in a very very non-breathable room, but you know, but you got that skylight. I got that skylight, though. I got that skylight, <laughs> and I'm Justin.
2: I thought I had to sneeze.
0: Yeah, I thought so. How are you, Justin?
2: <laughs> I'm doing good. I uh, I just bought a fridge full of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, we did.
2: It was a long, warm walk to the grocery store. But I made it, my arms are tired, and I'm ready for a nap.
0: Well, good thing we're going to talk about uh, um, some movies,
1: I guess. <laughs> like, we're gonna perfect, talk-
0: perfect time to nap
1: is when recording a podcast. We are literally about to talk about like 12 movies.
2: Yeah, really? that, that'll invigorate me. Just... Just only if we're talking about an interesting filmmaker.
1: Yes. The most interesting. Oh, Justin, and you bring me to my next point. What brings you on here today?
2: I'm here to talk about Manoj Shyamalan, also called M. Night Shyamalan, the most interesting filmmaker of all time.
0: Also called M. Night Shyamalan.
2: Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. The most interesting filmmaker of all time. Like his movies or not. My theory, my thesis, that I'm here to prove the most interesting <laughs> filmmaker of all time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, more or less, uh, but Mr. Banigan. Yeah, hi. What's up? We're here to talk about M. Night. We've seen every single thing he's ever worked on. I've seen su- some of the things that he has worked on. You've seen the
0: most past, of them in the past, like three days. I've spent seventeen dollars renting three of his films. If you need me to
1: reimburse you, just just. Oh wait, you nah, don't have nah, nah, Vidmo. Now nah, we're good. All right, thanks, bud. We got that. We got that Patreon money, baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, it's like just fifty, 50 bucks should... a month, like in my pocket.
2: Just wondering when my Patreon check hits. My guest, my guest Patreon check.
0: Uh, uh, Never. No. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you signed the contract beforehand, and uh, you should have had your lawyer read on it. <laughs> but M Night Shyamalan Manoj Neliatu Shyamalan's filmography. We watched all of it. Sam seen most of it, and we're here to talk about it. Are we all excited? Yeah uh, Just yeah. his name has woken me up from my from my slumber. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Can you hear it in my voice? You do sound thrilled. It sounds like you're a bit you're a bit annoyed. It sounds like you might be prayed with anger. Haven't done this since the Marvel movies. You bet your bottom dollar I'm gonna oh, make a pun every oh, time. God, oh god. No. Oh Andrew, no. Pray Warn me through I... that pun! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's already over. It's already over. Don't explain <laughs> jokes. Don't explain jokes. Uh praying with anger. What, 92? 93? I should have looked at it. You up gotta beforehand. be researched boy. Uh <laughs> well, Sam is or not Sam, Justin. Oh boy. when we saw his and first two
0: film. two bearded white boys on one podcast. What are what are we to do? What are we to
1: do? <laughs> uh, um, this was his NYU grad student film. Um, it was. It's basically the story of uh, Mr. M. Knight going to India for the first time. He has an entire school semester there, and it's his lessons throughout that time. Uh, it is starring Mr. M. Knight Shyamalan himself, and I think it's pretty good. I think it's quite a fine movie that a grad school the grad stool a grad school student would make. I uh, yeah, I like it quite a bit. Hey Justin, what about you? For a for a student film,
2: I found it almost impressively restrained. Like we uh I watched Capone this week, and it has all of this like artsy student film sort of garbage in it. I like the movie fine, but it, student films tend to do this this very obvious imagery, and that that movie felt more inspired by something like "Do the Right Thing" than French art cinema of the sixties, which is weirdly refreshing. Mm. It was just sort of the story of this guy as he goes about his life. Um, I was sort of bored. It comes together at the end, but otherwise uh, a serviceable first feature.
1: Yes. And what do you think, Justin, this meant for like the start? This was his first big thing where he had a crew and whatnot. In his career, do you think this means anything or just... Honestly, it felt more like uh, starting to take the
2: training wheels off. It doesn't have a whole lot of his signature style it is about faith. It's about the idea of faith, which is a key theme in a lot of his movies. But it doesn't really dive deep into his consciousness or, or really any sort of that. It's just is about faith and uh, all the different facets that come with living in India and being an outsider. It's interesting to see the person that he was as a student more than it is interesting even to see him as a filmmaker.
1: Yeah. I think this what this movie really did for him was make him like really excited to do his next work uh yeah and I think that's always a good thing to see Sam would you ever see this movie with, no. with us talking about it no
2: i I, I can't not. recommend it
1: Neither could I. Uh, we also I,
2: watched a a, a but a butt version on YouTube.
1: We did <laughs> dear Lord yeah if you have a youtube account sure why not
0: uh but uh, we'll just get into
1: sh- this later but like straight up i don't
0: i think this will come up more as we go on i just i don't like m night Shyamalan movies i just don't i, I don't like any of them that much so i'm not excited to watch any of his other films Aww. oh <laughs> <laughs> well while
1: sam is sleeping we'll be wide awake for his next few films, *Wide Awake* (1998), *Wide Awake*, M Night Shyamalan, written and directed. It's bad. What do you think, Justin? So he took six years in between *Praying with Anger*
2: and *Wide Awake*. He wrote two big scripts. He wrote *Stuart Little*, which Amazing. is ten out of a- ten, adorable and cute. Directed by the guy who made *The Lion King*.
1: Wait, uh, Sam, is this M Night Shyamalan's best movie? *Stuart Little*. *Stuart Little* is M Night Shyamalan's best movie. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get that on the record. That's a, that's to, a fact.
2: Might have to go pop open one of my beers now. <laughs> that's
0: a,
1: that's a fact.
2: <laughs> and then he wrote, "She's all that." I think he wrote, "She's all that." Yes, he was a ghostwriter. Yeah, he's uncredited, but he like wrote the whole script. Man, and he he tweeted about this like just a few months ago. It was like one of his first full scripts that he wrote, and then he parlayed that into "Wide Awake." which is a story about these children at an Episcopal school in Philadelphia. So they're being raised religious and it is at the school that he went to, the elementary school. And it is so bad. It's not very good. It's meandering in the same way that praying with anger is but in praying with anger it felt like the point was it's just this slice of life guy going through his trip and wide awake there is a very clear point about faith and about this kid this young kid that is struggling with the idea of believing in something greater than himself because his grandfather died and his whole time, he's like, is God real? Is anything real? And it's all building to this huge crescendo of thematic and narrative weight. And none of it works because it's just so boring. And then it has this this first Shyamalan twist. The the first ever M. Night Shyamalan twist.
1: Spoiler alerts for all his movies. Just get out of the way. Rip the band-aid. Spoiler alert. <laughs> just rip it off.
2: And... The, the, he's been guided by an angel this whole time, and God is real. The end. What? What? Oh my God.
1: It's not good. Sam, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> don't. Don't.
1: Don't. Yeah. I wasn't planning on watching it ever. Don't. <laughs> no, it's really not good. And at the end, he sees dead people. So, how good could that be? unless he uses unless all five senses he uses, he uses all, all five, five senses. senses and still can't figure out if dead people are around he's got to use the sixth one the sixth sense there we are <laughs> sam are you ready sam has seen this one um, recently i just saw this one uh, we've been talking the, so much for the first time this is his first time watching it obviously you knew the twist yeah yeah um but still, regardless, a movie's a movie. Sam, what do you think of the sets? It's all right. It's it's a movie.
0: It's nice to to watch a time when Bruce Willis cared. Uh, that's Zipper. that's really nice. That's yeah. like that. Be- that was the best part. I was like, oh man, Bruce Willis cared. I remember this. I remember my good old Brucey. No, uh, <laughs> Bruce with hair. Bruce with hair. Yeah uh other than that i i don't know i didn't find it all that interesting i thought the the like message of it was very flawed and i was sort of b- blown away by how
1: how bl- bad it was um okay so if but, you could what is the message of the 6 sets Well, not,
0: like, the overall message, but, like, the message of, like, oh, there's this nine-year-old kid who sees ghosts, and this child psychologist's suggestion is, hey, don't be a kid, be an adult, and help these people with their final wishes in their entire lives. (laughs) That's what you should do forever now, because you're a nine-year-old boy, and this is what nine-year-old boys should do. (laughs) is grow up and help all of these dead people, which I think is a very, very weird message to put in your movie, especially coming from a child psychologist character who should know that like kids should just be kids and not have to grow up before they have to grow up. Cause that's like a big issue. So that felt really weird. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt I just felt like it was sort of whatever at the end. I was like, yeah, all right. Mr. Jones? I, I can see, I, the thing is, I can see how, you know, in 1999 or whatever, like this movie comes out and people go see it and they're blown away by like, oh my God, Bruce Willis was dead and that the whole time and that sort of, I think, propelled it past a certain point like it that that fact that twist I think made a lot of people think that this movie is like way better than it is in my opinion
2: that's a good point about forcing the little kid to grow up before he's ready I wonder how different the movie would be if he was like 15. it would take away some of the power of how scared he is but also it you could do like a, like a, like a, with great power comes great responsibility if you're 16. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's you're, nine. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point.
0: Thank you, Justin. <laughs> I don't,
2: I, it, it doesn't bother me very much because that's just sort of the narrative hook of the movie is there's a little kid and other people's problems are thrust upon him and he has no choice but to help them. But I, I totally get that. That's, it's an odd message to send. I think a lot of the whole story with with Bruce Willis struggling to overcome his demons and the demons he's created is like really emotionally powerful for me. I uh, and and the way that he is able to positively impact the little kid's life and the little kid is in turn able to learn from that and positively impact even his own mother's life at the end that whole scene in the car really ties that movie together with him and his mom. And even though it's not like a ghost that he's helping out a, or a ghost that he's, he's setting free. He's helping set his mom free of her own ghosts by telling her about uh, his grandmother, what she has mm-hmm. told him. And I, I think that really ties the whole thing up really nicely in a bow. It's, it's a very elegant, neat package at the end. Oh, I'm sort of getting choked up. That's a
0: powerful scene. It's a good scene. I I like that. I liked that part. But I I was still just sort of in that like, he's nine. Like he shouldn't have to deal with like his mother's regrets for her life and her relationship with her mother. That's not his. Like he's a kid. He's a little kid. He's a little tiny baby boy. You're right. He's more of a narrative device than a character. <laughs> Yeah. He's an object. That's that's m- that was my biggest issue with Sixth Sense. And I just yeah, was like, okay, this is a film. Yeah. Um Do you have any big thoughts about
1: Sixth Sense, Andrew? I like it. Um Well, I what did you think of pre hereditary Tony Collette?
0: Oh, I, I was, loved her. I was like ten out of ten stoked when it was like Bruce Willis. The Sixth Sense. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah. And then it was like, Tony Collette. And I was like, yo!
2: Oh, yeah, you love Hereditary.
0: I love
1: Hereditary. Um, Okay, I'm back. Yeah, no, I really like The Sixth Sense. Um, I've never actually thought of that point, Sam. And I feel like Justin, you put in really good uh, terms that he's mainly a plot de- uh, device, not a character. Um, yeah, that's that's a very very true point. Huh. What 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 I like about the movie is really just just the style. It's it's as the kids say it's dripping in style. It's got that drip. Um I don't think that's what that means. Is it not? That's what that's what Google told me um <laughs> wait then what does it mean i have no idea <laughs> is it is, is that <laughs> just i think it's a
0: crisis i think it's about like jewelry
2: specifically jewelry i thought it was like a well, like, like your just whole like fit. fancy
0: yeah i think just fancy fit i don't know if that i don't know if a style i don't know if that style
2: yeah but that, i yeah. don't know andrew you used the word wrong
1: oh uh, well <laughs> You know what? But you, you, you can't hurt me because my spirit is unbreakable. <laughs> I hate myself. I hate myself so much. Oh, my God. I really do. Uh, 2002, 2001, is the six or uh, f- uh, Sixth uh, breakable. <laughs> six breakable. <laughs> the unbreakable uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Unbreakable Bruce Willis. As, yes, exactly. As much as... uh, Because in my life, I've liked Sixth Sense. I've liked it quite a bit. I think it's great. But Unbreakable is my baby. I love (laughs) Unbreakable. I remember watching it once. I was really sick from school and my sister was like, yo, have you seen Unbreakable? I was like, nah. She was like, you gotta. And I did. And I was like, yo, that slapped. I invented (laughs) the word. Um... (laughs) It's really, really just. A, I feel like it's a smart movie. The way that, especially the the context around it, where X Men just came out and Spider Man was about to come out, we're in this new age. It's not just Richard Donner Superman now. It's you know Sam Raimi Spider Man. Woohoo! So much fun. And Unbreakable is in such a middle ground of those two movies. With its style, the way it's written, the character development between, uh, I always want to say David Duke, but I know that's wrong. Yikes. That's, that's um, extremely wrong. What is it? That's like the most David wrong. Dunne.
0: That's like the most wrong it
1: could be. With David Dunn and Mr. Glass. Um <laughs> Imagine if it was David Duke versus Samuel L. Jackson, I'd buy that for a dollar. Topher Grace? <laughs> Topher Grace versus Samuel Jackson. <laughs> White America. <laughs> That's uh, That was a fun, fun movie. It's not fun. Uh, but Justin, what did you think?
2: <laughs> I love Unbreakable. Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies ever. I actually, I didn't see Unbreakable until Andrew suggested I watch it. I was like 18 and Andrew was like, "Yeah. How have you not seen this movie?" And I watched it and then I watched it again the next day. It's so good. It's got a it's got a nice little twist at the end, but it also has this sense of discovery that makes origin stories so compelling. And then it also has this retroactive uh, criticism of people who who feel like they're the hero of their own story. Ugh. It's got all of these levels of Shyamalan that I love so much. The way it's it's this it's again, style. It frames the shots to look like comic book panels with the way the the walls and windows come into play. I love Unbreakable.
1: Mr. Bandigan.
0: Unbreakable. Uh I don't really remember this movie. I saw it. Like a week or two after we saw a split together, Andrew. Yes. Because um, you were like freaking out at the end. And I was like, what's going on? And then you were like, have you seen Unbreakable? And I was like, no. And then you were like, you got to watch Unbreakable. And I was like, okay. And then I did. And I was like, yeah, it's 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 fine. I didn't love it. I haven't seen it since then. I don't really remember it a whole lot. Because I was just like, yeah, it's a movie. Whatever yeah
2: it's confidently made
1: sorry
0: no it's all good i remember like being i was like down on bruce willis because bruce willis still gave a shit about stuff but i was just sort of yeah i don't remember loving it have you seen looper yes i love
1: looper
2: okay is that the last time he gave a shit i think so i get that
1: i thought it was red too um, no, he, he definitely really... does not care in either of those movies. <laughs> I think he saw the sides and he went to the acting village and just became better. The sides that... and the village. What were you gonna say, Sam? That was your. That was your. That was the best one you could. Yeah, come up with, I'm still gonna do the segues, but yeah, we're combining them. So, and I feel like this is the cutting point for the filmmaker that's going to be the next Spielberg. The filmmaker that everyone in Hollywood went behind and said, "Yeah, this is the next, next great Hollywood director." It's these Were people two saying this. That
0: that? Was like that was like a big thing?
2: It was very specifically they were calling him the next Spielberg. And I think part of that is that he made movies about children. Yeah. With with even Praying with Anger and wide, or wide Awake is about children. Stuart Little is a kid's movie. And then Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense are movies about children that are thrust into these dangerous situations. Which is, I mean, that's E.T. But then in turn, it's a lot of the Spielberg produced movies of the 80s like The Goonies and and those other ones. And so people were like, well, this is a guy who makes movies about kids that also have an edge the way Spielberg used to, and he has this unique style, and that's really about it. He makes good movies with a strong sense of style that are about children, and pe- And he uses these long takes that aren't showy, look at how pretty my long takes are, but they're, they just are... Wonders that happened to be long
1: mm-hmm. and
2: that's the similarities between him and spielberg and everybody was like he's the next spielberg he was on the cover of magazines and then he made signs in the village which are these spielbergian science fiction movies that sometimes feel like pale imitations of 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 the beard that's what people call him that's like his nickname i didn't just oh, make that up. really people call spielberg the beard like,
1: Hitchcock I've is the master. Yeah. The beard. Why the beard? Because he's got a beard. That's dumb. It's a thing. I didn't make this up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting at you. I'm just getting <laughs> at the people who said that. He's the beard. It's the same way if they just called him the glasses. I, I, it's the same thing. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Whoever came up with that, that's dumb. It that, um, that does
0: sound kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, this I get it, but I do, it does sound dumb. Yeah. I love Sides. Sides is my favorite of his movies. I adore the movie. I think it's the tightest script he has. Uh, uh have know. you seen Stuart Little? <laughs> <Pretty> ty- <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> little driving-
1: hey, little low.
2: He's driving through the park at the end. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking fire, man.
0: <laughs> Michael um, J. Fox is a little as a little mouse? Amazing. And the
1: village is, I think, Hugh Laurie, 10 out of 10, (laughs) is is him finally trying to be what he thinks he is. And I think it's good. No, the village. Oh, I heard Um, everyone hated the village yeah people did have you seen either of these movies
0: i've never seen signs and i was forced to see the village when it came out and i was a little baby and it legitimately gave me night terrors because i was like seven and i had to sit in a booster seat and it was horrible it was the worst experience of my life yikes almost true
2: Yikes. yikes that that's a freaky
1: movie it is a freaky movie
0: yeah, I was being. I was being. This is a story my mom will hate that I'm telling, but it's true. Um, I was being babysat by like my dad's roommates because um, my mom was at work and my dad was at work, and I wasn't. It was like in the summer or something, or a long weekend or whatever. Um, and it was like my dad's roommate had a teenage daughter, and. They were like, let's all go see a movie. And I can't remember. There was like a movie that it wasn't a kid's movie, but it wasn't like an R-rated whatever movie that I was like interested in. I don't know what it was, but it came out around the same time. They were both in theaters at the same time. And the teenage daughter had this like hissy fit because she really wanted to go see The Village. And then I was like, well, I'm seven. And that sounds like a bad idea because I've seen the ads on TV and that looks bad. And then uh, they made me go see the village, and it was awful. I legitimately, I, I remember si- I was sitting in a booster seat and trying to hide behind my popcorn bag because oh, I was no. like, I don't, want a- I don't want any part of this experience.
2: That's so sad. It's very pretty. It might be too late because it scarred you. But (laughs) it's shot by Roger Deakins, the god. Ooh, Roger
0: Deakins, the the goat.
2: And uh, it's, like, beautifully set up. There's these long sequences where the camera floats around. It's very pretty. Science is also pretty. It's not as pretty as The Village. But Andrew's right. It it has a tight script. It's very intricately built for setup and payoff in that Spielbergian way. (laughs) But (coughs) they're also... a bit freakier i think than his last the last two movies we were talking about Mm -hmm. is
0: signs is signs the water one yes yes yeah the classic m night twist of i don't know get a spray bottle (laughs) it's not really a twist i don't know i haven't seen it i was just i was just making Uh a goof
1: Okay, sorry. Well, speaking of water. (laughs) Speaking of water, that, (laughs) that, I just, water, I love water, I love water. (laughs) Andrew,
2: Andrew, you could not it was so simple. I I threw you a meatball. I put the ball on a tee.
1: Like I love ladies. (laughs) Like I love ladies. I love water like I love ladies. Lady in the water, specifically, another one that Sam saw. For people who love M Night Shyamalan, I'm sorry. The night I can't, I can't recommend The Village. That would I would be a jerk. I would be a butthole. But I'm also a butthole because I did tell Sam to watch Lady in the Water.
0: Lady in the Water is one of the worst movies I've
1: seen in a very long time. And just so I won't suffer for for more segues, let's just also we can talk about the happening right now as well. Um, The other two will save. But yeah, this is the time where where our our good friend Shabalot thinks, thinks his poop smells like roses, and it it falls hard on him. Burning I in the water is nonsensical garbage. Actually, Sam, you go first. Yeah. I I see a Sam rage
0: coming, and I want. <laughs> it. I hated I hated this movie so much. I had my I have I have a good like Andrew. You know my my sound system for my mm-hmm. TV. It sounds nice. It's good quality. It It gets a lot of good sound. You can hear a lot of good details. I couldn't hear half of the movie because people were whispering.
1: I was whispering about
0: the about the the snibble snorps and the and the blurpkins. you can't tur- even
2: understand that when you can hear it. <laughs>
0: it doesn't make any sense. So I couldn't I couldn't hear half the movie, which was already bad. And I tried turning it up, and then people started screaming, and it made me deaf. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I have to turn you down, because this is horrible. Uh, it was just bad. Like, it was just bad. Like, the whole time, it was so weird. And I was like, I don't. I don't understand what made him want to make this movie, and then he like puts himself on this pedestal, being like, "The thing that you write is going to be the greatest thing that has ever been written by anyone. It will, it will give this leader the, all the ideas that they need." And like, you, you
1: think you're that good, M. Night? That's where you're at right now. But isn't the That's confidence sexy? Right isn't that confidence sexy though? Do this, no, <laughs> he
0: doesn't. It's it. not. <laughs> I, it made me hate the movie so much more because I was like, "You're such a douchebag! Like, shut the fuck up! Like, get off your goddamn stupid high horse, or, or sorry, your high snorbit <laughs> 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 and, and, and go fucking off. go go make more bad fucking movies." And then the twist that ooh, the healer could be a dude. I was like, "Fuck, fuck you, fuck off." This is ridiculous. It was so fucking stupid. I hated that movie so much. It's not great. I it was it's it I almost turned it off about 45 minutes in because I was like So
2: I did
1: this.
0: we. Yeah. So I did we I So did it. we It's
1: so bad. I really like the last 20 minutes. Paul Giamatti Why? Paul Giamatti can sell a monologue. He's a great actor. He made me cry in a movie that I was only half paid attention to. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't reading a book. I was looking at the screen. And I was like, huh. So when I go to the grocery store, should I get almond milk? Should I get oat milk? <laughs> almond milk does kind of make me feel gross. Oh, wait. Oh, something just happened. Yeah, I think I'm going to get oat milk. It's The, weird, the grass dog uh,
0: barked.
2: It's so loud. It I is remember we had to mute the this. TV. Yeah, um, it's a movie built for subtitles. <laughs> yeah.
1: Justin, what do you think?
2: Can I do my own little Sam page? Yes,
1: yes, for sure. And also, if you could wrap in your fillage with the happening, Right, like, this is also absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. I've, so, I've never seen the happening or the last Airbender.
2: So, Lady in the Water and the Happening are both this very very weird bit in Shyamalan's career where he is poisoned by irony and i think this is something that a lot of movies today have also done he was ahead of the game in irony poison but he was (laughs) he he does this thing where he makes these movies that he puts his heart and soul into and people love them then he and they call him the next spielberg and so he makes two movies that are spielbergian as all hell and nobody really likes him that's signs in the village people are okay with signs and they hate the village and he says you know what Fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. Here's Lady in the Water, which is based on bedtime stories I tell my children. It's nonsense and you deserve it. And it's, come on, man. I love your movies. Why are you angry at me? The whole movie, front to back, feels so angry at the audience. It stops to explain the plot because it thinks you're dumb. But then it says critics are idiots and they deserve to die.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a whole weird thing that I was so uncomfortable. I was like, "This is getting real bad. I don't like it." It keeps cutting back to this critic and then
2: saying, "But also, the critic's an idiot." And then it keeps having people saying, uh, talking about the nature of storytelling. It, it simultaneously thinks you're too dumb to understand it, but hates you for not understanding his previous movies. It's so brutally annoying. It's I. Do not like the first half of Lady in the Water. It, it has some sense of earnesty at the end when Paul Giamatti puts the whole shit on his back and is actually delivers some some payoff and some emotional weight. When the whole thing, especially when it when it masturbates all over you with this nice Shyamalan guy, he's gonna inspire the next great leader. And then people hated this movie, and then he made The Happening, which is he says it's an ode to B-movies, but he knew he thought he was making the the next great apocalypse movie. The Happening is a movie where a disease spreads across the world that makes people kill themselves. And Mark Wahlberg and his family try to survive it. It's a lot like Bird Box, sort of narratively. Yes. And it is also, it keeps undercutting the tension with dumb jokes or just bad moments, these bad corny moments. It doesn't know if it wants to be this Weird B movie or this this Serious Psychological apocalyptic thriller
1: If I could add in I wouldn't necessarily say bad I would say oddly Bewilderly Bewildering. Bizarre yeah, yeah, yeah. Direction It's not necessarily bad It's just like yeah I'm gonna jump out the window If everyone else is going out the door Well you're gonna break your neck if you jump out the window That's why no one does it <laughs> It, what are you it, talking about? It's it's simultaneously
2: corny and goofy and what and super self serious. It is. It's fine because it is almost so bad it's good. And these are both of these movies feel like a filmmaker fed up with people hating his work and just giving into their worst, most ironic impulses. Like, ho, oh, well, you don't like B movies? I'm gonna make a serious B movie. Get out of here, man.
1: Is there, it's Justin? Is there anything, and also Sam? Is there anything that could have made either one of these movies redeemable? Lady in the Water for Sam, but happening as well. Is there anything that could have been redeemable?
0: No, just all around. <laughs> I don't know. Literally, no part of Lady in the Water that I felt was like, yeah, this was worth it. Like, this is this is good. If you do this in a different movie, that's a good thing. Even Paul Giamatti's monologue, like I was like, this is not earned. This is just this is just kind of faff at the end. And it's like, yeah, Paul Giamatti's cool, but like up until this point, this movie has been so horrible that this makes no (laughs) sense.
2: So it was
0: yeah. It was a fucking mess. And the fucking weird Oh my god. I tweeted this and I thought it was very funny, and I and I have to say it on the podcast, and I hope that you guys think it's funny. I don't know. Um, but the weird, like, rock, paper, scissors thing at the end with the, monk- the mystical monkey beats the mystical dog that beats the <laughs> mystical girl thing. I was like, what yes. kind of weird bullshit is this? Everybody's each other's weakness. One. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fire emblem. Yeah, it's like
2: fire emblem. Fire emblem? is <laughs> a video game. An oh. axe kills a lance, a lance kills a sword, a sword kills an axe.
1: Is there a water
2: yeah. emblem? No. Or earth? No. What's the other one, Justin? Water, Earth, Fire, Air. Long air. ago, the four <laughs> nations lived in- <laughs> Last Airbender and After
1: Earth. Honestly, I would rather just skip before, these two. Before the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> Sam, have you seen either Last Airbender or
0: After Earth? Listen, Last Airbender TV show is the greatest TV show of all time. It's and so never good! i seen the movie.
2: It's so good!
1: Good. The TV
0: show so good. The TV oh. show is like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. I'll um, watch it one day, it, Andrew. It's so good. It's Every- three seasons. It's tight. It's so good. Oh. Um, uh, it yeah. Place. So the last Airbender movie, I was super stoked on because I love the TV show, uh, and then it came out around like a friend's, uh, uh, like a, a friend of a friend's birthday, and they went to go see it, and then my friend was like. That was horrible, don't go see it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I have not even a little bit thought about seeing it since then.
2: Oh. I'm so jealous.
0: What a life. It was a it was a it was a sad day when he was like, yeah, it's horrible, don't go see it. And I was like, okay, thanks for telling me. And it would have been I much sadder to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then after Earth.
1: Uh, I have not seen it. They're really, really not good. This is the time his filmography where it's just sad. He gives up. He tries to do a big blockbuster. <clears throat> a couple months earlier with Last Airbender, Inception came out. You know. <laughs> oh, man. The early 2000s. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings came out just nine years ago. He wanted to do something like that. And he realized that he just can't. And then after Earth he ne- he doesn't even try. it's not it's a, the sh- there's no M night Shyamalanisms. there's no long one take. there's no actor just looking at the through the barrel of the camera. It feels like he was just like, is it set up all right cool action cut let's go.
2: There's a single rack focus yeah <laughs> in one scene it, it racks from Will Smith in the foreground to a flapping thing in the wind in the background. And that's the only bit of inspired filmmaking in the whole two hours. (laughs) It's
1: so bad. Justin, do you have anything to say?
2: The Avatar Last Airbender TV show is incredible and I wish I had never seen the movie. I've now seen the movie twice and it is almost bad enough to poison that TV show. It's my understanding that he had some issues working with the studio. He wanted people of color in leading roles. And he wanted more faith to the original story. But what we get is not just racist and doesn't just deviate from the story. It's flat out boring. It's told in almost 15 minute episodic segments that adapt specific episodes of the show. And it's, I don't even really want to talk about it too much, even more. It's boring and undoes a really great, a really great work of art. And then after Earth, there's not much to say. It's sci-fi. It's a Jaden Smith uh, vanity vehicle. Will Smith is on the ground the whole movie. He flies in the air at one point, and that's sort of chill.
1: Debatably the most charismatic movie star of all time. His son is starring in this movie. Um...
2: (laughs) But it's my understanding that he did after Earth because he got the paycheck and then he took that paycheck to self-fund his next movie
1: yes. he invited some people over yes he did that's very very true you wanted to give up on him you wanted to give up on the Shyamalan you did at a point but years later you came and you visited him in his little home in Philly I'm bad at this. The I said he invited
2: people over. know. Like Justin did, it for, <laughs> Justin <laughs> did it
1: for you. I do it myself. I do it myself. I don't need help. God damn. <laughs> the Visit. M. Night Shyamalan's 2015. The Visit. Sam, you saw this one.
0: I did. I What'd watched it almost immediately after I watched Lady in the Water. Yikes. <laughs> um I thought it was okay.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey! We it did was it.
0: like fine. It was fine. Um I thought it was interesting thinking about this being sort of later in his career how it was very much like all of the all of the stylistic things that he had done in these other two movies that I had just watched compounded by a million times with the POV shots and the, and the looking at the camera sort of thing. Like it went from like a couple times in six Sense and, you know, here and there and lady in the water to, Oh, that's the entire, that's the whole movie uh, for the visit, which I thought was like an interesting sort of career thing. But I thought the movie, like, I thought the movie was kind of boring. I get I, that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, as soon as the old lady put the stuff on the camera, I was like, oh, they're not their grandparents. They've killed their grandparents. And that's going to be the whole movie. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, that's that's what's up. Uh, so I was just sort of sitting there waiting for them to figure it out, which mm. kind of was weird. <laughs> Um. But yeah, I don't know. It was fine. Did you uh, Did you laugh?
1: No.
2: Oh, that movie makes me laugh the whole way through.
1: I think it's there's a lot of good goofs.
2: I like the little kids.
0: The kids are great. I thought they were good, but I was just like, I didn't think it was funny.
1: Shakira, <laughs> um. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Um, yeah, Justin, what do you feel about The vi- the Visit? I think The Visit is like the perfect
2: Shyamalan comeback vehicle because Sam's right. He has all of these ticks as a filmmaker that are sort of uh, native to found footage. This handheld camera, <clears throat> keeping a long shot, but you're shifting what's in focus and looking into the camera. All of those things are are, go back as far as Wide Awake but they are the entire movie when it's found footage and also found footage is a, is a good way to make movies cheaply and so he was able to combine those in this weird little happy accident that is the dumb trashy, scary funny movie The Visit. I think that's a very fun movie. I... Was so excited in theaters because my boy was back making movies that aren't triggity triggity trash.
1: Um, I I love the movie. Uh, but for yeah, for time, for this questions for both of you, do you think go along? Okay, I love this movie, man. This movie's great. This movie, I remember, I saw this movie like three days early. I was in a in like the press place and then there's also the audience place where people win tickets and whatnot and there was an old woman sitting next to me and she was like listen I don't really go to scary movies if I grab your arm I'm sorry and I'm like ah don't worry it's cool she grabbed my arm a lot during this movie and I don't know it was one of those things where I thought I'd be annoyed but it helped It just, it made it like just a movie. Man, I miss movie theaters so much. Oh my God. I just talked myself into a spiral. Um, I'd kill to have an old lady
2: grab my arm right now.
1: That sounds
2: bad.
0: (laughs) Your wife is in the other room,
1: Justin.
2: I I meant like my bicep. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just have so much fun with this movie um, the question i wanted to ask was uh i and i feel this way wholeheartedly with all his other movies and with this one i think he finally became humble he stopped he became a good filmmaker and he became a bad filmmaker you guys remember the time where people laughed at his name when you were in movie theaters and said, "Like produced by M Night Shyamalan," <laughs> people laughed. No, I don't remember that. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, there was a time like right after Last Airbender. If his name came up, people were like, "Heh, heh, heh," because he sucks. You're gonna you're gonna
0: put in a twist in that movie.
1: <laughs> I mean that that's what he does. Yeah, but. This was the movie that really made me see that he is no longer got that big ego. But what do you guys think? Sam, you can go in first. Yeah, Sam. I I, don't know. I I guess
0: I agree, but I, I don't really like I don't think any of his movies are great, so I don't see that same arc of like he was the next spielberg to he's a joke to hey look he's like making good movies again i don't see that because like i don't i didn't love the sixth sense i didn't love unbreakable like i was just sort of like those are fine films and then obviously i hate lady in the Water. And then I was like okay with the visit. So I was like, so for me, he went from like an okay filmmaker to a really bad filmmaker to an okay filmmaker. And that's just like fucking anybody can do that.
2: Yeah, I get that. I I think the the confidence to make a movie as dumb as the as the visit when you are a laughing stock is bold. Because You have to be like, people are going to see this movie and they're going to see my name and be like, this is a dumb movie with a twist. And I'm making a dumb movie with a twist. But that is the point. And I just have to trust that people won't laugh it off before we get to the end. And I feel like people didn't. I think it made pretty good money. People talk about this movie as, you know, that dumb, fun movie, The Visit. It accomplished its purpose in a way that I was very excited to see. It, It didn't really... Put audiences in half, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I feel like you uh, the, say
0: something. The the lady who plays the mom in the visit uh is great.
2: She's so good. What's her name? I thought she's that. amazing. She's like crawling underneath the house.
0: No no no, not the not the grandma. The mom. Oh
1: Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yeah.
0: Yeah. She's great. I was like, oh man, she's killing it.
1: I love Catherine Hahn. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. I thought her I thought her monologue at the end was like tight. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we did it. This that one felt earned.
1: I agree. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. It really didn't split audience in in half, right, Justin? There you go. I I was I was sitting here debating. I was like, "Oh, Oh, should I? I guess I have to. I have nothing else. Split and of course glass. His last two uh, movies of... of Since May 2020. I'm just burning up in this room. Give me a second. I need to open this window.
2: Y'all already did Glass for the pod, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, so... we did a whole I- I episode, episode
1: about that trash. <laughs> so, Justin, what do you think of Split and Glass? And his final form?
2: So... It's open spoilers, yeah? Yeah, open, open spoilers. spoilers.
1: Open
0: open it okay. up, baby.
2: So when I first saw Split, I was like, I like Shyamalan as a filmmaker. I like The Visit Fine. I love Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense. And I worked at the movie theater and they were doing an advanced screening for employees of Split. So I was like, okay, cool. And I went down to see it. I wasn't all that excited, really, because the, the Visit, I think, is a dumb, fun movie. I don't think it really is all that significant. I don't love it as much as Andrew. And I went, there were three or four people in the theater. I watched the movie. I was like, oh, this is this is a good, tight, little psychological thriller. He's back in the game. And then it ends with Bruce Willis's bald head in a diner and... He says to the audience, hey, this is secretly a sequel to Unbreakable. And, and Shyamalan looks at the audience and says, hey, this is meant to be playing on supervillain tropes. And it recontextualizes the whole thing. And I stood up and at the top of my lungs, I said, holy shit. <laughs> and everyone else in the audience just looked at me. I don't think they got it. But, I got
0: it. I sure didn't get it. Andrew freaked out. <laughs> we were, we <laughs> like, sitting we were sitting in the in the, I think in the IMAX? Kips Bay Bay? Kip's Bay. Yeah. And we, like, watched it, and that happened, and Andrew was, like, shaking. Like, he was, like, he was having a little a little freak out about it. And, uh, I was very confused for a good uh, chunk of time.
2: I totally understand that. There is a complaint to be made about having to watch another work of art that nobody warned you about to understand a movie. Yeah. That is definitely to its detriment.
0: But And the- then it was also very funny to to for the next like week or two because we saw it like opening weekend. Okay. And then for the next week or two, like like people at our school would like ask us like oh should i like is it good should i go see it and andrew would have to like try and subtly ask them if they've seen unbreakable or not
2: my crowning achievement as a human being number one is i was able to convince my wife to see unbreakable the day we saw split without her knowing why i was Ooh. like oh this this Shyamalan guy, you know you like the sixth sense. We should watch Unbreakable. Are you free today? Are you free today? Are you free? Do you have a couple hours? Are you free? We should watch. We should watch Unbreakable. Come over. Are you free today? <laughs> it worked. It was great. And then we saw it, and the second my my boy Bruce's bald head appears, she said, "Is this why you made me watch that movie?"
1: <laughs> it's great. I love Split. Sam, have you talked about Split yet? I, I It's fine. <laughs> James McAvoy is cool. He is cool.
2: It takes a lot of trust in a director to go that goofy in a serious
1: movie. Mm-hmm. And we, as, as I've been doing lately, because we have such great backlog, catalog stuff, go listen to our episode of Glass. Highly recommend. Um, but Justin, what do you think of Glass. And then we will wrap up and talk about our boy Shyamalan. I think that M. Uh, Night Shyamalan's Glass. Give me one second. He has something written down, no, ladies I don't. and gentlemen.
2: No, I don't. I think that Glass was the second best movie of last year and the number 31 movie of the decade. <laughs> You had to find
0: your list of of movies from the decade.
2: I had to go look up my decade list. (laughs) I love Glass. It is everything that Lady in the Water tried to be and failed to be. It's a statement on the power of storytelling, on the power of filmmaking. It's a criticism of people who feel like they're the chosen one. It is beautiful, and I love it. Teenage... uh, Teenage boy from Unbreakable is adorable. I love getting to see him grow up. There's a scene at the train station at the end where all of the movie's themes come together. And it and it does the Into the Spider-Verse. Anyone can wear the mask. It's great.
1: I love it. Glass. All right. Yeah, I like it too. <laughs> so, Shabalot. <laughs> Shabalon 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 He's like a roller coaster, man.
2: Um It's like a roller coaster that you fell out of and tumbled down a hill, hit your head, and then got back on.
0: Yeah. I'm not getting back on this. I'm not getting back. I'm not getting back on this ride. It's not happening.
1: Do you think he would like servant?
2: No, not at all. Yeah.
0: What
1: servant what servant about? is? Um, that's his, that's his, the last thing he did. It's Apple TV. Um,
2: I can do it. I can do you it. Can do it. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. So it is, uh, it's a single location, half hour thriller about a family, these two parents whose baby died and they're doing an experimental form of therapy of raising a doll as their baby uh, to sort of cope with it. The, the mother really buys into this baby this doll is her baby and then the dad is doesn't really buy into it and they hire a nanny to look after the doll and she may have secrets in her past. How did I do No
0: restraint on spoilers. Spoil it up baby
2: It okay at the end of the first episode the nanny turns the doll into an actual baby. What? And and the dad is like, What is happening? That is an actual baby. My baby's dead. And she's like, No, this is your baby. And the mom is like, Yeah, nothing's changed. This is my baby. And then it's a mystery of like what's happening, what's going on, who is this woman.
1: A grown man sleeps in a crib. It's what
2: it's weird and very unsettling. It it he directed two episodes. His fingerprint is sort of on all of it. It has Toby Kevill. And Rupert Grint. And Tony Uh Revolori. And it's in Philadelphia. It's like Hitchcockian. If Hitchcock also made nonsense.
0: It's, it's, It's Hitchcock if Hitchcock turned a robot into a baby, into a real boy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's sort of trashy, sort of B-movie-ish, sort of like what he was doing in The Visit. But then it also has a lot of like emotional strength to it. It balances tone really well. It's a good show, actually. Mm-hmm. It's so weird.
1: Yeah. Shabalad.
2: <laughs> it is so interesting he was the student filmmaker that got a big break was claimed as the next spielberg and then he said i'm the next spielberg and they said no you're not and he said fuck you and then they said no you're bad at filmmaking and then he said but what if i'm not
1: <laughs> that's so interesting <laughs> one hour subbed up in 5 5 seconds right there yeah, 5 seconds one hour
0: of conversation um I, yeah I, I like this whole thing this whole Shyamalanathon, as it were. Um just I don't like M. night Shyamalan as a filmmaker. I get it. None of his movies mm. I think are great. I think at best they're yeah, alright. It's a good movie. It's good. I'll never watch it again. I get it. Um and I think that's I think that's fine. I think that's cool. I think that's okay. But but you got you 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 two were the ones who did this whole Shamilanathon thing, so this I I want to know Andrew what how are you feeling about the whole crazy journey? That
1: y'all I went on. It's it really uh, I don't know how do I phrase this? When I watch a bad Scorsese movie or a bad. Spielberg movie. There's still a part of me that's like, well, like they get cinema. we we have seen a bad Spielberg movie together. So, <laughs> oh, that's a whole other episode. He likes Ready Player One.
2: Oh, I thought what? it was the BFG. I think Ready Player One's fine. It's better than the book.
1: Good <laughs> <Dear> lord. <laughs>
0: Justin's wrong it's not better than the book the book's like good
1: it's not great it's not a great book it's good like when we see them even let's take Radio Player One for example There's still like oh well that's Spielberg there's still a large chunk of a movie where you're like well that's Spielberg it's great obviously it's good there are moments in The Last Airbender or After Earth where you're like who is this guy okay what's happening and i don't know it's what i it's what i've been saying lately big swings or go home and m night joint he'll do a big swing sometimes sometimes he might throw a bat at you and it'll hit you right right in the noggin and you're like what is this you're gonna pay for for my health bills and then he's like no i'm not and they pees on you (laughs) <laughs> I really don't like After Earth. I really don't like After Earth.
2: It's like falling out of the roller coaster and tumbling down the hill
1: <laughs> But then you get Glass which I like and I feel this, a lot of the same ways that Justin does um, He's just fascinating and he's someone that good or bad for Until he dies or I die, I will continuously follow his career because, as I say, big swings only.
2: (laughs) Hashtag big swings only. Yeah. My takeaway is that I'm terrified for what comes next because we've seen him pour his heart and soul into movies. And we've seen what happens when people reject the movies he pours his heart and soul into lady in the water is indulging in his worst instincts and glass like it or not he poured his heart and soul into and people hated glass it, it ended up on like worst movie of the year list it, it andrew and i are in the minority so i am absolutely terrified that he's going to make another well fuck you too movie
0: i'm really scared a man in the water
2: I would watch the hell out of a sequel to Lady in the Water. I would,
1: too. I would, too. I can't lie. I would, too. Um,
0: do you think this was sort of in that, like... In that, like, very sudden success sort of deal that M. Night Shyamalan had in sort of a weird way, other than the, like, $4 billion check he got out of it. Do you think George Lucas is in that, like, big swings of, like... I made these really bad movies. And do you think he might ever come back or is he just going to chill? Do you want
1: to go or should I?
0: Cause he went from like American graffiti to one of the biggest, to arguably the biggest franchise of all time to nothing.
2: I mean, he didn't hop on the biggest franchise of all time. He made it from cardboard and bubble wrap. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ended up with nothing.
0: <laughs> and then, and then he, and then he went down. But my thing, but about in it, that same sort of like when Star Wars and Empire and, and Jedi all came out, like everyone was like, "Oh my god, George Lucas! Blah, right? Blah, blah. He's the, so he's so the best! Stupid. Like he's the greatest dude ever." People worshipped him right. for years. People still do. But then I, he made these three horrible films.
2: I'd watch the prequels over Solo any day.
0: That's that's true. Big swings only. I would I would also watch the prequels over Solo.
2: Or his weird animated movie. What was that?
1: Ha, that uh, Strange Magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or
2: Red Tails.
1: I mean, like, this is an auto Rise of Skywalker podcast, but you've okay. watched the prequels over Rise of Skywalker. I would watch Rise I would of Skywalker watch, over Attack I would, of
2: the Clones.
0: I would watch almost any movie over Rise of Skywalker.
2: <laughs> I would watch Rise of Skywalker over Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Just
1: trash. It is just trash. But he tries. I uh, I sound like a broken record. There's a lot of movies where you just it feels. I'm not going to say it, you can. T- uh, I'm just stumbling over words now. What am I saying? Uh,
2: <laughs> made by committee. What are you saying here?
1: Yeah, you can. You feel that some movies are just made by committee, or just some movies are just like, yeah, let's frame the camera there. Put it there. I want to make it back in time for lunch because J-Lo said that she wanted to have lunch with me and I want to meet with J-Lo. It's cool. Some movies you just don't feel the passion. And I'd rather... Yes, After Earth. Oh my god. That movie sucks. Um, And I would rather have... I would rather have Attack the Clones every day of the week than a solo. Okay. Than a movie that's just like, well... We said that the movie's coming out on March twenty six, two thousand eighteen. The movie has to come out March twenty six, two thousand eighteen. We can't push it back. We can't push it forward. We can't cancel it. We gotta. We just gotta make it happen. We have to force it to. And that's not good art. Good art's like a baby,
2: or an old man that
0: you, that you turn into a robot. Um, <laughs> do, do do you think that there is currently someone who will? Fall into the same M Night Shyamalan like arc of. I worry about Jordan Peele.
2: I worry about Jordan Peele all the time. Us has big uh, the the visit the the
1: village energy. It does. I think all three horror people that we all love: Jordan Peele, Ari Aster, and. Roger Eggers. No, you can't, can't keep Robert Eggers. Eggers. I can see that happening to him.
2: Y'all liked the lighthouse, right?
0: Yeah, the lighthouse is amazing. Ten out of ten.
2: Oh, y'all also liked Midsummer, didn't you? I didn't like Midsummer. Sam likes.
0: Midsummer. You liked Midsummer when you first saw you, it.
2: I yes. Y'all's podcast was glowing.
0: All I right, love All right, that's Midsummer. fair. But I mean, I I still love Midsummer.
1: We're talking about their second movies. All of these kind of feel like a and All these people have the potential to that's be true. the next Spielberg, quote unquote. Just takes one of them for for it to get into their head. I I that's true. Uh, yeah, Jordan Pill is a great pool. Do you have one, Sam?
0: No, I I wanted to ask you guys because you guys are more a more aware of. Directors and careers than I am, and much more aware of sort of M Knight's career. That's why I wanted to ask you. But I think Jordan Peele is a, is definitely a, a good one. But I also think Jordan Peele has way more experience than M Knight did when M Knight made Six Sense and became the next Spielberg. Absolutely. Yeah. Who? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't so, worry. I, so, I'm, I am worried. I think in the same way, I, I am worried about Jordan Peele, but I think he just has more experience. And so he knows how to right. sort of deal with the industry a bit more and to deal with criticism. That's true. That's a good point. In ways yeah, that sure. might, might not have. And, and I think Jordan Peele is also probably just producing better content. Yeah. I'm like, as, as, much as I don't want to go see it, I'm very excited for Candyman. That's true. That's like a good he's, point. He's he's giving money to to smart people. And if that's all that Jordan Peele does for the rest of his career,
1: that's fine. This is very true. Twilight Zone's cute. The episodes I've seen. Twilight great. Zone's very cute.
2: I like I'm, it more than uh, Modern Black Mirror.
0: Whoa.
2: I don't like Once Modern I, Black Mirror.
0: Once I'm done our our Game of Thrones rewatch, I'm probably going to watch Hunters.
1: Yeah, that looks cool. It does look good. Al Pacino. Yeah.
2: My boy Percy Jackson.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Logan Lerman. Uh, yeah. Thank
0: you.
2: <laughs> White boy of the I got,
0: I got that Percy Jackson cast on lock. <laughs> <laughs> who Did
1: who you plays hear making Grover? a new show? Who plays Grover? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, you guys
0: have anything else? I feel like I interrupted your your end of show thing. But,
1: oh, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I can talk about M Night all day. Do you think that he could ever go back to the heights of the Sixth Sense? I hope he doesn't. You think it's new?
2: I no, mean, I think if he gets a budget of more than like ten million, he's going to make a bad, bad, bad movie again.
1: <laughs> you would it Would either of you go see? M Night Shyamalan's Avengers Seven,
2: absolutely.
1: I'll go see it um, trepidatiously, and
0: knowing <laughs> that I'll probably not like it.
2: Yeah, what would he do if he made He'd this make superhero a good movie? Doctor Strange movie? He would make a good Doctor Strange movie. He'd make a good like Moon Knight. He would
1: make a good Moon Knight.
0: Oh yeah.
2: M Night Shyamalan's Commissioner Gordon the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone who feels so Shyamalan. underappreciated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan and J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon.
2: Ooh, M. Night Shyamalan's Scarecrow movie. If we're only doing villain movies. Ooh, I could. I could
0: get he does. That. He does like him a villain movie.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Give me M. Night
1: Shyamalan's Scarecrow. Oh, here's something I just thought of right now. Uh, Indiana Jones Five. I'd <laughs> shovel on.
2: I'd watch the hell out of that. That's uh, not my
1: idea. That's Mr. Justin Jones' idea.
2: So it would be a movie about carrying the legacy of Indiana Jones, made by the guy who failed to be the next Spielberg.
0: That's it. That's an interesting, Justin. That's a really interesting theory. But that movie would suck ball sacks all day long and just be so bad. And it would still getting be getting all the trying to trying to get them Indiana soccer Jones. balls in its mouth all day.
2: And it would still be the second worst Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. I like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Anyway, okay. My I'm name Andrew is Sam Thomas.
0: <laughs>
2: Come on, man! I, I, gotta, you gotta be on my team here. <laughs>
0: My name is Sam Banigan.
2: I'm Andrew Thomas, and I'm Justin Jones, I'm a film critic and entertainment journalist. Yeah, plug,
0: plug yourself, plug all yourself. It's at
2: just Justin forty two on Twitter. I tweet about the movies I watch and the things I do.
0: It's, it's true. Fields. I love I love a good Justin tweet.
2: What's your favorite
1: you. bo- bodega? Uh,
2: the one right here on Cobert and Bushwick. Oh, now people are gonna know where we live.
1: Geez, thanks. okay fine the one downtown the
2: one downtown over by City Hall Park in Manhattan Jeez, people know we're gonna hang out now Jeez. Uh, okay Fulton Street Station Fulton Street Subway (laughs) Station I like to go there and and make my own bodega sandwich while I'm waiting on the J (laughs) or the A or the one or the two you don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think Does NJ Transit come there as well? (laughs) It
1: does. (laughs) Maybe I'm in Jersey. You don't know. (laughs) You can find me using my sixth sense while I'm being unbreakable and I'm hanging out with the lady in the water, and it's just going to happen. It's just going to be happening. I might be the last airbender, but that's all going to happen after Earth. But please, come and visit me. Um, We can split some glass and eat it like the Grinch. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm in the village. And I'm in the village. my god. Uh, you can find the podcast all over
0: the place. Welcome Back Pod uh, on all the things. Uh, you can review the track. You can subscribe to us. You can do all that stuff. Uh, we are produced in part by Lennox Studios over on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Welcome Back Pod. We get it. Stuff's going on in the world. We understand. But if you want to financially support some boys, we have a Patreon page. You can get a bonus episode for just five bucks a month. You can pay our rent for a thousand dollars a month. There's many layers in between, um, and uh, yeah, that's where that's where you can find all those things. Uh, what else can people do to support the support the boys? Look at us as they were.
1: Look at us. Look at us talking about movies. We disagree on some of them. We disagree on the guy, but guess what? We're all friends. Tell your friends if you like M Night Shyamalan <laughs> and you know someone who doesn't like M Night Shyamalan. Tell that person. Send us their our audio. It's great. I love it. We're podcasts. We're friends. We're making it me.
2: You're the Segway King, Andrew Thomas.
1: Thanks.